Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. Your book's journey isn't over after it's been launched. Nope, it's got a whole lifetime ahead of itself. And so while I'm leading you through writing and launching a best-selling book, I'm also showing you how to make that book work for you for the rest of your career and your life. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. Hi there. Welcome to Launch Your Book with Anna David. I am your host, Anna David. In this podcast, I talk about how to launch a best-selling book and what that book can do for your career. So today I am answering a question, which is how do I build a newsletter list I can promote my book to? So if you would like the show notes for this episode where I do link to a previous episode, which is how do I get newsletter subscribers from my book? These could work very well in conjunction with one another. If you would like a link to that and all the other relevant links that I mentioned in this episode, go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash lists. Oh, let's talk about the newsletter list. In this episode, I'm going to get into why, even though you've been avoiding it, you really, really need to focus on it and how to most effectively get people on the list and then uh, talk to those people that are on your list. So you start small. So don't get discouraged when you hear other people with newsletter lists talking about their huge numbers, because always remember, having a small number of people who open your newsletter and take action is way better than having a huge number that does it. I will be honest and say I have been building mine for years and cannot seem to get it above 4,000 people. And my open rates are not terrific. So, um, you know, I haven't cracked the code. What I have done is I have done this day in, day out, or really more like week in, week out. And I've tried all sorts of things to build the list. I've tried contests. Um, I've, you know, well, I've tried a lot of the things that I'm about to talk about. So you can start by adding people you know. I'll say when I did that, I did get some grumbling from people. Uh, Maybe the people you know are nicer than the ones I know. But here's, I think, the rule. I've had friends who have added me to their newsletter list, and I've been really happy about it. Oh, good. I want to know what they're up to. And then I've had people I don't know very well add me, and I found it annoying. So use your best judgment about who to add. So if you're going to have a newsletter, you need a newsletter provider. Most people start with MailChimp. Um, it's free for up to 2,000 contacts. Uh, I, I host one of my sites on GoDaddy, and uh, you can also use their newsletter options. I found that limiting, so I never did. 
Um, other options include Constant Contact, Drip, ConvertKit, AWeber. There's a lot. I use Kajabi, which I love. But Kajabi is a one-stop shop. It's where I have my website, my courses, payment, everything. And um, so it's priced accordingly. If you want it, there's no better option for an all-in-one. And if you want to sign up using my affiliate link, just go to the show notes. Um, So the best way to get people on your list is to have a lead magnet, which is to say you offer people something. They are more likely certainly to sign up for your list than if you just say sign up for my newsletter. One of the things you can do is a quiz. It is definitely a way to capture the interest of people who care about your topic. We're all endlessly interested in ourselves. So I used to have a quiz. I used a website called Try Interact. That's when I used Drip for my email marketing. Ooh, did I hate Drip. Um, But anyway, uh, we used, I, I had to hire someone to do it because I couldn't even figure it out, but um, we used Try Interact, and that was a way to have people take a quiz and add them to my list, and I even did a thing where based on their answers on the quiz, I sent them to different videos I had made, and then I segmented them into different newsletter sequences. Boy, was that confusing. Um, I instead recommend, if you're going to go the quiz way, do a quiz where everybody who's taking the quiz is kind of going to be relevant for your list so you don't have to create the two segments. If you're, you cited me, I have no idea what to put on a quiz. Go to the show notes. I literally lay out exactly what my old quiz used to be. So then I really do think a cheat sheet works better for me. That is something I have played around with so many different options. One that was really effective is right when the pandemic started, I created one called uh, Quarantine Writing Tips. Worked really well. Um, now, but I, I think I found one that works, which is to say you guys like it. It's 20 Ways to Launch a Best-Selling Book. If you are listening to this, you probably have it. If not, please remedy that now. Go to launchabestsellingbook.com and you can. But the purpose of the cheat sheet is to give your newsletter reader something they can use, but also something that can lead them to needing your book. Yeah. Um, There are other options. I just found out about someone named Glenn Allen who offers a mini course as his lead magnet. That sounds pretty interesting. Um, And he seems really interesting. So uh, go to the show notes. I link to that. So you want to have a nurture sequence. sequence. Um, This is so you can introduce yourself to your people. Uh, So space out your emails, your nurture sequence a few days apart and try to set it up so that if you're sending regular newsletters, they are not also coming at the same time as your nurture sequence. Uh, quick aside, I had didn't have it set up that way at one point, and I got this email from this woman where she said, oh my God, you're so annoying. Why do you send so many emails? And I, oh, I have a hater conversion formula, <clears throat> which is when I get hate, I try to kill somebody with kindness. So I wrote back and I said, I'm so sorry. I'm really only trying to help. And she wrote back, she was so sweet, and she said, I am so sorry. I was having a terrible day and I took it out on you and that was wrong. And I said, oh my God, you are my favorite subscriber. And she said, oh my God, you are my favorite uh, newsletter. So that can happen. But it's much easier if you just don't bombard them with emails. Now, if your book is already available, 
tell your readers during the nurture sequence about it, offer a link to it, maybe in the last of the sequence. If you're writing your book, tell them about it in your nurture sequence. And if you have a product, use your nurture sequence to offer it to them. Um, I am not an expert in funnels, but funnels is basically that is when you have a free offer, you know, a cheat sheet, a quiz, whatever it is. Then you uh, get people onto your web, uh, onto your newsletter list. You offer them a very low pay, a low cost product and then a higher cost product and so on. That is a funnel. That is not what we're talking about here, but it is relevant to newsletters. And then send your newsletters regularly. I recommend pick one day of the week tell them in your nurture sequence. I send newsletters on, I personally send them on Thursday, so I say that. And then stick to sending newsletters then. I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to get people used to opening your emails. Um, I People are, are very quick to anger sometimes. My, I have a friend who uh, didn't send, does not send regular emails, and he offered me, he had a pretty big list, and he said, hey, do you want to promote something on my list? And so we promoted it, and all these people wrote back so angry, like, who are you? Why are you trying to sell me? So some people really do take their frustration out on people who send lists, uh, who send newsletters. So, so, so make sure you are telling them who you are regularly and providing value. So that is my biggest point here. Do not use your newsletter to just tell your readers about how awesome you are. They are going to stop opening. Just like with your book, they don't care about you. They care about what you can do for them. Now, try to make your newsletters entertaining. And right now, I'm going to tell you about the fa- my favorite newsletters that I subscribe to. I highly recommend checking them out. If you go to the show notes, um, I have links to them. And I'm just going to break these down. My favorite, Ash Amberge. No matter what she's writing about, it's hilarious. She is not dashing these, email- these emails off quickly. She is infusing her personality in every line. Now, if you say, I don't have time to do that. If you are listening to this podcast, you're a writer. Consider your newsletter a writing exercise. Now, she defies my advice about how you have to have a lead magnet to get subscribers because I'm pretty sure she just says sign up for my newsletter. But she's good enough that she can defy the rules. Then there's Jane Friedman. Now, if newsletters for writers were studied in school, Jane Friedman would be core curriculum. She tirelessly, she and her team, scans for the most relevant stories. So she has a weekly newsletter called Electric Speed, and any writer should be subscribed to that. That's a free newsletter. And then she has a paid subscription called The Hot Sheet that comes every two weeks, is worth so much more than the $59 a year she charges. Um, And, you know, now paid newsletters are a big, big thing, Substack, all that. But she was on to the paid subscription model early. And in her hot sheet, she lists, dissects, reports on all the most relevant stories about publishing. Then there's Anne Trubeck. Now, I do not honestly know how I stumbled across her, but she has to write the best newsletter I've ever seen from a publisher, and I'm a publisher. Uh, she's got this company called Belt Publishing that focuses on books about the Rust Belt, the Midwest, and she promotes the those books in her newsletter, sort of, but really she writes honestly and articulately about the business of being a writer. And a recent one, 
as of this recording, just killed me. It was in all the best ways. It was all about why she was resentful about being quoted in the New York Times. It's like she says the things that other people won't. It's so great. Um, another Anne, Anne Handley, is considered the queen of newsletters, and for good reason. She has got her newsletters called Total Anarchy, and it contains links and thoughtful stories, and it's really the perfect mix of personal and professional. She defies my advice about how you have to send a newsletter every week because she sends hers every two weeks, but it's so value-packed that she gets away with it. I never miss opening any of these newsletters. Now, here is the thing. None of these people aggressively push their books in their newsletters. In fact, they barely mention them. And yet I've bought and read all of their books because I became such a fan because of their newsletters. So that is my spiel about uh, how you build a newsletter list to promote your book too. And if you want the show notes, again, you just go to launchpadpub.com slash blog slash list, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for joining me this week on Launch Your Book with Anna David. For more info about the show, go to launchyourbookpod.com, where you can get show notes and so much more. If you got anything out of this episode, I can't tell you how much I would appreciate a review. And don't forget, my company, Launchpad Publishing, is here to help you at any stage in your writing and publishing journey. Just go to launchpadpub.com for more and be sure to tune in next week for next week's episode.